You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Uh, been a huge week of sport. Been a huge weekend for both of your hosts today. Uh, as always, I am joined by the unreliable piece of shit who never answers his phone when a UFC card is on after he's had a huge night, Edward the Dog Simpson. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I've uh, been better, obviously. Monday was hell, uh, yep. but we're nearly we're nearly through it. Sunday was quiet, did yes. a lot of sleeping. Yeah. Um, and when I'm in those moods, sometimes I don't feel like answering the phone. So, and I didn't even know it rang. And then when I got back to it, I go, mm, nah. Yeah, yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. Nah. So, punters, dribblers. So, I don't apologize, no. Tom. I know you're pissed off. And no. that's nice because it means you want to be there, which is very sweet. It's a beautiful sentiment. And I, and I appreciate that. No, no, no. So, look, I mean, if, but, the, if the punter yeah. and the dribbler is sort of finding themselves a little, you know, curious as to what's going on. So, there's... Me and Edward obviously uh, have known each other a long time and we all, me and two other friends of ours, Hamish and Jart, all live together. Uh, dear friends no longer live together. Obviously, we're all, you know, partnered up. The, end, the rest of our lives are basically already set in stone. Life's yeah. p- pretty bleak at the best of times. It's and, bleak for you, yeah. And the only 30. time we get together usually where it's all of us is for the UFC events. Now, I'm calling out Jarch as well here. So me and Hamish rock into our usual venue for all the fights, the Beach Road Hotel, and sending the messages around, super excited, big fight, big big fight card, a lot mm. going on, very excited. We'd spoken during the week, I believe, about... You and I talked on Friday. We'd spoken it. during the week, and then I believe that we'd also spoken over our group chat I didn't. Uh, I didn't about say about it. But you're in the group chat. But, you saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah. Um, come to Sunday, and me and Hamish are left with two empty chairs <laughs> at our side at the beach road. Now we also brought in uh, another friend who's a, a, a friend of the show, Who? Dimitri. You don't know him, but. He's, uh, you know, I think you may remember Dimitri whacked on fifty bucks on Australia to win the Cricket World Cup because we said so. So he's a throbber. But you obviously dogged that. Look, sometimes life throws you curveballs, Tom. Okay? Yeah. Sometimes you get curveballs in life. Yeah, no, you're right. And curveballs can put you on your ass for a day or two. And that's just a fact. Just like a Joffre Archer bouncer, sometimes they're unavoidable. Okay. Okay? So and, you got bounced. And I was, I, was bounced, I was bounced out of Sunday. Okay? I was bounced out of Sunday by a 150-kilometer bouncer. Didn't see it. Didn't play it. Caught me under the jaw, and and I got bounced out of Sunday, and that's a reality. Um, look, I would have liked to have been there had I not been bounced out of the proceedings. Yeah. Now I can't speak. See, for I didn't Jart. know that. I didn't yeah. know you'd been bounced out, which is tough. Look, I think I was. Yeah, I was bounced out. I know for a fact Judge wasn't. Yeah. See, now the thing is, I'm all right if someone's bounced out of Sunday, right? As you've now you've explained it to me, and yeah. that's tough. Yeah. I didn't. Again, didn't know that, and you don't like to hear when a good friend's been bounced out of Sunday, but. What I will say is the fact that Jarch, not even a noted cricketer, has tried to tried to play out the playoff that he's been bounced out of yeah. a Sunday nah. and not not even let anyone know, not get back to us. Yeah. Well at least I've got back to you now. Well, you've got back to us now. <laughs> Obviously you were under an HIA protocol. Yeah. You may not even have your phone with you. You wouldn't have even known. No. No, I, I failed the test. Yeah. yeah so I fired the HIA, I was removed from the field, removed from from Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Big Card, we'll get to that. I've tried to catch up as best I can. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't the only one to get bounced out, Tom. No, that's true. There's been there's been a couple of bounces yeah. thrown around. A demi has been bounced out. Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna have to get to that. That that'll be top of the list. Top of the list. Um, we've also got a uh, rugby union to talk. Order about. has been restored <laughs> to the rugby world. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that was tough. That was uh, tough. <laughs> rugby league order has again been restored. Order restored in the world of rugby league. Um, if you can't guess why, then you probably don't understand. Metaphorical rocks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, dribblers from the dribble, couple of tidbits. May have may have finally uh, found a home for our final baggy green. That's a TBC, but it looks like we found a home for our final baggy green. Maybe a TBC. But it seems like it's all pretty, signs are pointing to all yes. signs are pointing to a confirmation yep. that we've uh, managed to 
so for, find our the 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 eleventh member of the Hello Sport goats. So if you felt like you really wanted that baggy green but did nothing about it, that's that's on you, bro. That's on you, bro. And it's why you, don't, you it's why you aren't wearing one. Well, it's why you're not cut from the cloth, right? Yeah. If you got there were yeah. a lot of punter dribblers talking about this they talked a big and game. that, namely Bracey, who shout out to him, <laughs> but had a different offer for us every time we saw him. No about, one talked a bigger game than Luke Bracey. I don't know if a bigger game has been, ever been talked. Ever been talked. He was promising us a different like thing to get a baggy green every week. Every week. First it was blue eyes. Then it was uh, he was going to fly us up to the Goldie for the fight of the century between Mundine and John Wayne Parr. Which would have secured him a baggy green. Then it was, oh mate, I'm getting you these. Uh, I'm getting you the bloody. Uh, Weren't they? So- uh, they were uh, Sydney Kings jerseys signed, signed by King's the whole jersey. team. Yeah. And that was money. That was three of many yeah. that come to mind. That come to mind exactly. Uh, so again, so look, look, it this is, is TBC the the final baggy, but all signs pointing to secured. Yes. And again, if you don't have one, it's because you're not cut from the right cloth. It's tough to say. It is tough to it's say. Tough for Luke to hear. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So I think we've reached a point where you just go, bro. Sorry, bro. You are the Mitch Pierce of the baggy green situation. As it stands. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not cut from the baggy green cloth. No. Punter dribbler. But now that's that's it. Like, and there's nothing wrong with being a punter dribbler, right? But it's like there's a different level when you've got a baggy green, which I am currently wearing. You are wearing it. It looks good on you. Yeah, it does look good. It looks good with denim. It does look good with denim. It looks good it? with denim. Yeah, there's something about it. Yeah, it's green, um, with, green with the blue. Green with the blue. Green nice. with the wash blue. Yeah, it's, it's certainly got to be a wash denim punters dribbles. If, if you that was if that was a dark blue, I'd if ask that was you a to couple take of degrees off. darker. I'd have to take it off. Yeah, you it would. wouldn't work. No, nah, you wouldn't. Uh, dribbler. Dribbler. We're dribbling. Yes. Should we get into We're cricket? Should we get into? I want to talk about cricket. So it is now the end of the second test. Yes, lords. Lost a fuckload to rain, so thank you, London. Thank you, London. Thank you, English weather. Yep. Obviously, they didn't get the memo. If, you, if you're if you a cricket board worth your salt, make sure that you have a chat with the weather gods and yeah, just go, listen, bro. Yeah. We're, we're, we've you got, know a, what's coming we've got up. an Ashes test to, to play, okay? Can we've got an Ashes test to play. Rain every other day. Yeah. Whereas in Australia, the Australian gods love cricket so much yeah, because we're it. so good at it. They yeah. always, they generally speaking, give us give us dry ones. Yeah. Now we drew, thank God. Yeah. Well, so we're one nil up. We're one nil up. So that's where we that's where we're going to start this. Everyone's getting very excited about Joffre Archer, who is as as English as I am. Yeah. Um, having a pretty good test debut, I will admit. Hey, great test debut. He's a terrifying bowler. He's fucking frightening, but he he's. He, Literally as English as I am, yeah. which means he's not Yeah, that's English. it. Um, and so we've lost days to rain. Joff Archer, exciting debut, but we are 1-0 up. We are 1-0 up. So everyone just settle down and just chill out. Now, there is concerns. Yes, well, one being... The, the sec- third test is on Thursday. And Sir Stephen Smudgery Smith. And the Don. And the Don, who is deep inside him, uh, seem to be a little concussed. Now, I'd like to know whether the Don is concussed as well or whether it's just Steve. The Don can't be concussed. If Joffre's managed to concuss both of them, Mm. then we've got trouble. But if he's only concussed one, Steve, the one who lives on this plane, the land of the living... (laughs) Then I'm sort of not as concerned because I think Don can carry the load. Obviously, he's going to have to take control of most of Steve's fine motor skills. Yeah, which he can do. Of course, he can do it. He can do well, it. He's on been his doing ear. it. He's been doing well. He's been doing it in tandem. Yes, it's been a tandem true. bike yeah, of cricket. Right. Yeah. Can he do it on his own? Yeah, I'm sure he can. Because you know what that looks like? It looks like 99.9. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's not it's not too much of an issue here, but. The the I think the more concerning thing for Smudge is his arm. Everyone's saying like, oh, he might not play concussion. Bullshit, bro. Sorry. He, like I'm, I'm not disputing that he got hit in the fucking head, but he also got hit more in the neck. And I don't know anything about concussion. So well, the thing is, right, is that had they had they not screamed concussion. Because he passed the test and came back into the field. Yes. Then the next day wakes up with concu- with with headaches. With headaches, I think as you very rightly pointed out, the thinking is that, or at least the assumption is, his arms fucked yeah. and he can't defend properly. So they've gone oop concussion, so that we could bring Labashagne in. That's it. The first ever concussion substitute 
in the history of hey, test cricket. Just another notch on Steve Smith's belt. First player to ever be subbed out with concussion. Dude's just breaking records even when he doesn't yeah, want yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why Lubbershugne could bat yes. and did bat well. Confused me at, at at three in the morning when I woke up to see that Lubbershugne was on 50. I felt like I was in a dream. I was like, I don't understand. Where's he come from? What's going on? As I where have I been? To, where have I been? As I started to warm to the day. And How long have I been sleeping for? Yeah, that's it, right? Is it a third <laughs> test? Is it Thursday? <laughs> I mean, really? Lubbershugne is on 50 runs? Yeah, I can see how that would could be confused. It was it was a, it was a, a momentary stress where I didn't understand the world. Now, we've got to be honest with ourselves. If Sir Smudge Smith and the Don, who would take control of his fine motor skills, one would assume, yes. isn't there on Thursday, we could be in very deep trouble. Well, we're fucked. <laughs> the only reason we drew now, again, notwithstanding Lubbershagne and Trav. Head doing some work. Trav's a, a brave Australian. Trav's a brave Australian boy. <laughs> He's a brave Australian. <laughs> absolutely. But without Sir Stephen Smudgery Smith and by osmosis, the late Don Bradman. <laughs> <laughs> Through the power and the wonder of osmosis. <laughs> then we are fucked. Because <laughs> we can't bat. <laughs> David Warner. Not a friend of the show no. at this point. No, dude. Nor is Cam Bancroft. <laughs> no, no, no. Not friends of the show currently. That can be... Well, that, listen, that wrong listen, can be righted. Listen, as I said to you, uh, time heals all wounds. <laughs> but I think in a cricketing sense, it's time. Time's good form. Yeah. So it's like, by all means, Dave, Cam... T- time only heals... Time over form equals forgiveness. Yes. You know or, what I mean? Time... Times form equals, equals forgiveness. Yeah, exactly. Times times form uh, equals forgiveness. Because time time doesn't heal all wounds in this sense when it's a performance-based industry. No. No, it doesn't. So I can't forgive completely until you raise the bat for a famous ton that saves the nation. Exactly. Now, four innings in a row, Ashes innings in a row that he has scored under 10. First time that's happened since 1997, Mark Taylor. Sorry, that an Mark. opener has. Yeah, that an opener has. Now, I look at David and I go, you are all at sea, bra. Yeah. And who put you in the slips where the, where the big dogs... Where the big dicks need big, to swim, dude. Your dick is not big enough no, to dude. be in the cordon, bro. In I'm the boneyard? Are you kidding me, <laughs> no, dude? Way, no, thank you. No, 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 no. You're not made from that cloth, David. No, uh, not right now you're not, Dave. No, no. Exactly. But when you're down on form, don't you don't, don't, you don't go to the boneyard. You don't go into the boneyard, no, bro. you get torn limb from limb. <laughs> How many, drop, how many catches he drop? I think he legitimately dropped four Dude, catches. Peter Siddle would be like the leading wicket taker of this fucking tournament if if they caught his fucking mate, if they it, caught his bowling. Mate, he is and every time one's dropped, the look of just dismay and anguish yeah. and fucking despair. Hatred. Like, what am I supposed to do here? I'm doing all I can. It just it just looks at you disgraceful. Yeah, fucking. yeah. You call yourself a cricketer. So David, you mate, can't drop him. Wait, but yeah, but you can if he fails again. You've, you've almost just got to go... If he fails again, you drop him. I think so. You just go, mate, you got to he go back... He needs at least 50 to save himself. You need to go back to the drawing room. And by but drawing Bancroft, room, But I Bancroft mean, isn't any better. No. So what are you dropping both? Well, I, think, well I think the Quaja goes up. Waj. Waj goes up. Yep. Labsy in. Labsy to open? No, Labsy. Oh, so if you drop both of them... Well, look, I mean, Marcus Harris or something, I don't know. You the, probably wouldn't drop both of them. I'm well, saying... Well, I think you drop you but drop. I think, I think you drop one now. Well, you drop Bancroft before you drop one. I think you drop Bancroft yeah. now. Later Bancroft. Which means you could maybe put... The little... Marcus up. Or little Marcus Harris in there. Yeah. The I little mean, Marcus the, that could. Dior, Dior options. Yeah, 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 yeah. All we're saying is... One, one of you's got to go. One of you got to go. Because you're no good. And you're not playing with any intent, and you don't look like you want to be there. Quite frankly, you're no. Not, you're, I mean, you know, how, how badly do you want forgiveness? Look, if you're an opener, you you are supposed to have an appetite for taking shine off nuts That's and it. swallowing and them. swallowing them. I mean, and scoring runs is sort of secondary after the fact. That's it. You are out there to see off shine. Because, like, mate, who do you reckon is the best batsman in the whole side? Smith. Why isn't he opening? Because we can't risk him out there with that, with the lacquer all no, over the fucking thing. No, 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 that's it. We need to have a shine-free it nut. To, it needs to, or at least needs to be... A little less shiny. A little less shiny. Like, yeah. this isn't... I don't I don't want to look at this thing and go, this is straight out of the pack. No, I don't want to see my face in the thing. No, if Smudge can see his face in it, if he walks yeah. out there and he can see his own reflection in the ball, we're risking double tons. Yeah. 
And we can't have that no. when no one else can bat. Now, if Steve Smith's arm is gone, mm. does he still just bat? Could he bat one-handed? I think he could bat one-handed. Would you be surprised if if Smith walked to the crease and his, and his left arm looked a little different? As in like... And you then realise it was actually the Don's. The Don's arm has grown. <laughs> it's in black and white. He's got a black and white arm. He's got a black and white arm. <laughs> the Don's arm has come and just taken over. Look, every a lot of people are saying there's no way to play. Because if you can't defend, well, yeah. which apparently is the issue, and he, there was footage of him like trying to, like acting out, you know, blocking a ball, yeah. and he was grimacing, grimacing. Yeah. I was like, Ooh. I wonder if you get some painkilling injections. I guess you can't really numb your arm when it's that important. Well, I don't know. Maybe, can you? Can you just jam a big needle in there? Yeah, just, but I wonder whether what you about need like football feeling oh, in your arm, maybe. though, to like maneuver a cricket bat. Yeah, well, he, he, he looks like looks like there's a fair bit of feel involved. I don't know. Look, we'll move on from Smudge. Obviously, um, the Don still lives within him and anything's possible when that's happening, right? Yes. Osmosis and the like. Now, we called for it on our social media at Hellas 4 Podcast, but uh, Joe Root needs to be arrested. He's a cheat. He's a cheat. Straight up cheat. Now, I think this is worse than Sandpaper Gate because all we were trying to do there was like make the ball dance, right? And yeah. I, I mean, whilst not within the rules of the game, a dancing ball is a dancing ball, and these and we were just trying to make the ball dance. This is blatant, like this Every, is just everyone, lying. Everyone tampers with the ball to a degree. Yes, our method was questionable. Yes, and I'm putting that fairly and squarely on Dave's shoulders. Yes. I mean, Smudge shouldn't be booed at all. He shouldn't even be involved. I mean, how do you, how dare you punish someone for being a weak skipper? Yeah. I mean, he's a savant. You know what I mean? You know, that's it, right? He's not, he's not necessarily all there sort of uh, from a social yeah. angle, like, yeah. a, you know, a developmental. Like alpha leadership yeah. quality shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, you're going to lose leadership qualities in favor. Because those part of the brain just doesn't, doesn't work exactly. as well because he's a savant. Exactly. And so, you know, everyone tampers with the ball. That's why they try and work one side of it. Mm. Our our use of sandpaper was silly. Yeah, look, it was undesirable. But, but again... But Joe Root... He's literally broken the laws of the he's game. He's like, oh, yeah, I caught it. It's like, no, you didn't, bro. We can see it bounce. But he's just said he'll cra- he's caught it. And how he's did, not getting any runs. How did the third umpire let that go? Well, he's obviously English. And if he's not, he's a, he, we've got a Joffre Archer situation where it's like he is English, you know? Well, he's West Indian and been paid the big, 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 big English pickies. Or bi- a big English bribe. Yes. He's getting bribed by the Poms. Big English Allegedly. bribe. Allegedly. It, it literally bounces. You can see it. And then when you phrase it, you can see it on the grass. It's, I mean, again, go to our bloody Instagram if you haven't seen it. It hits the ground. You can see it on the ground. And then it bounces up into his hand. Sickening. 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 And he's, I mean, but look, the, the cricket gods... They don't. They don't like cheats. They don't like. That's cheats. why he's not scoring runs. No, that's and that's it. why David's not. And that's why Bancroft isn't. I mean, there. That's all. See you a need trend to know. here. There's a trend. And there. how many? How many smudge scoring? All uh, of them. All, all of them. the runs. All, all of the, the runs, runs have been scored by him. Hundred, hundred, ninety-two. Which were it not for the fact that Jofra Archer literally tried to assault the man, uh, would have got another hundred. One hundred percent, he did. That leave crashing in the middle of middle. You're like, ooh. Something happened there. That was a concussed. That was a concussed decision. Yes, it was. It was concussed. He was so he was concussed. Yes, um, but you don't ever deny a man three tons in a row. So that's why he went back out there. Joff Archer, hell of a bowler, fast as fuck. Bit of a dog. Didn't sort of. Uh, I didn't show any. I don't like that he didn't show any remorse for yes. his actions. Yes. Sat there like chuckling, kind of giggling. I was like, bro, you're not. I'm not anti-bouncers, far from it. I no, love them. Love a good bouncer. Special place in the game. But don't chuckle. No. After you've just... Bounced the guy out of a you've Sunday. Just bounced, you've just bounced out the greatest cricketer of his generation. Second only to... No, of his generation. Well, but second greatest of all time. Yeah, okay. Sure. Probably a little more gravitas. No, there's more gravitas to second all time. Mm. Sure. How do um, we go with that? Um, but yeah, it was just but a little so bit. just stop chuckling, bro. Yeah, and also go back to the West Indies. Go play for them. And they, I'm not saying that as like a racial. Like no, go no, back. I'm to like it. you no. are literally like. Isn't that 
where are you from? Well, it is, but in in Joffre's defense, and it's only a small one. I feel I think his old man's an English resident. He but is. He the is. rule was that they couldn't. But he's been in England for like one month. Well, they, they switched the rules. England weren't. He wasn't meant to be able to become a Joffre. Wasn't meant to be able to become a resident until I think 2022. 2022. Sorry, yeah, what did I say? 20, yeah, 2022. Yeah, uh, and then they changed that rule at the end of last year. Do you think maybe in time for the World Cup and the fucking Ashes? Maybe. <laughs> Might have been. So I got. I don't begrudge old Joffre Archer, who we're not. We're only upset with for chuckling. I don't begrudge Joffre becoming an English citizen, but you can't jump the queue and do it like before... Yes. You're meant to. All I'm saying is you should be playing for West Indies currently. Yes. Now, I don't know whether that's even possible because maybe you can't play for two countries. But he did play for West Indies under 20s, I believe. Again, Dior that. But I'm saying you should have, he should have been playing for the West Indies at the World Cup. Yes. And then I think you can never play for England. Oh, really? I would imagine that would be the case. Good point. Good point. But just wait your turn. Okay, the rules are rules. Yeah, wait your turn. And look, they've changed them. But anyway, Whatever. by the by. Phenomenal bowler. Great bowler. Fucking good bowler. Terrifying bowler. Terri- terrifying bowler. Frightening. Lubbershagne, second ball. Dropped him as well. Well, yeah, he, he was eating nuts, Lubbershagne. He showed he showed a capability to eat nuts. But how's that? So the guy he's replacing is out because he got... Joffred. He got Joffred, right? Which is... Um, yeah, Joffred. But then our openers, who also cheated 18 months ago and dragged our great name through the mud mm-hmm. aren't prepared to wear a couple either yeah you got to be prepared to wear a couple of nuts and our, and the, our, the two boys at the top look almost allergic to them anaphylactic so all we i think just as a nation as a as a as a collective of punters and of dribblers yes and the throbbers out there yeah of which there are some uh we need to pray to the cricket gods that yep. smudge Either makes a, a speedy recovery and saves. Well, the do you want to maybe say a little prayer now? Should we say a prayer? I think maybe you should. And like, uh, obviously, you lead it. I will pray with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I think, I be think nice. punters, dribblers, everyone throbbers, listening like to this everyone right listen, now, let's just sort of, I mean, clasp our collective hands together, clasp our hands, and 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 if we may, just bow our heads, bow in our prayer. heads. And also, if you aren't listening to this before Thursday eight pm, shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. You should be. So, um, <laughs> dear God, dear cricket gods. We come to you as a collective of punters and of dribblers with a sprinkling of throbbers to ask you, could you please take care of our dear beloved Sir Smudge Smith and also the late great Don Bradman, who who through the power of osmosis now lives inside him. (laughs) Can you ensure that his arm is fit for battle come Thursday night so that our great nation can once again soar on the winds of victory? As we take a 2 nil and <laughs> insurmountable lead in the ashes. Amen. Amen. And please also uh, arrest Joe Root for being a cheating piece of shit. And that third umpire. <laughs> the third umpire. His accomplice. He was almost certainly being given an English look, bribe. Look, uh, God of, of, of cricket, uh, follow the follow the money and you'll find the, the, guilty, <laughs> the guilty party. Also, if you could like the podcast. <laughs> like, subscribe and fast us. <laughs> We need, all, we need all the help we can get. We need it all. Uh, look, I hope that's not too much. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Eddie, I think it's time for us to talk a little rugby, uh, rugby union. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> Things of a national importance, the the cricket and the rugby union. Yeah. And make yeah. no mistake about it, uh, we're in... Uh, look, the flag... You don't put the flag at half-mast for anything and that it had to go down. Now... Obviously, we were the everyone was very buoyed by the uh, first Bledisloe Cup match where we uh, put on forty-seven beautiful golden Australian points on the All Blacks. Won the game. They were golden. They were Australian. They were glorious. Now, Saturday night was a little different. Thirty-six-ish nil was it? Yeah. Do you all that? Now, I think the problem was Eddie. Uh, if I can take sort of a dietary tact. A dietary approach to try and explain this situation. That first win was a sugar hit. We need some. 
in, I think, in the Australian sporting diet, we need some low GI, slow release carbs, right? Mm. Long lasting, long burning carbs. You can sustain yourself on grains, that. grains, oats, yeah, yeah, your breads. Like look to the look breads. to the look to the bottom of the of the food pyramid, which has apparently been debunked just in its entirety. But the but not that bit. Look. Well, I was raised on the pyramid, and yeah. I'm and I'm, and I'm fine, to it. and I'm still here. All right? And you've never looked better. <laughs> no. Never. So that first win was a sugar hit. Mm. We it was it was fucking. It was a can of coke on a, a Sunday can, morning. It was a can of coke. I need to get up. Yeah. I got up. I was jacked. I was excited, but that didn't last long. Mm. So before you knew it, I crashed. Well, the nation crashed. Yeah. And the the crash was the following Saturday at Eden Park. Yeah. So if we win a World Cup. Mm. That'll sustain the nation for at least four years. Minimum. Minimum. Mate, we win the World Cup eight. Eight years. Easy. We won the – exactly, because we won the previous – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's an eight-year – At least we can go into the next World Cup as defending the champions. champions. And if we don't win, it's like, well, at least we won. You know, so that's a slow-burning food, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how we get to there. Maybe we can't. But the weekend was evidence of the fact that we're eating the wrong foods. Um. You can tell right away that the boys are experiencing a sugar crash. Yes. When Christian, who not a bad kicker, duffs the first two penalties and we Very could have kickable. been we could have been six three up and you just and then you're just looking at it going Oh, are we are we at Eden Park not taking our opportunities again? Yeah, oh, oh. I've I've been here before. Yeah, and and also thirty three years of it. Mate. New Zealand weren't playing that good at the start. No, they weren't. They were knocking balls on. There were some uncharacteristic errors from them, uh, and then their first try was a runaway. Yeah, because we fucked up. Yeah, obviously again coming down from a can of coke, but there was so the, the start of the game wasn't too bad. But again, the start of the game was fine. But it's just you don't take your opportunities, and it, and you can just sort against of see, the All Blacks, and you can just sort of see the shoulders not not slump, but like they're not back. They're not no postures. Chest not out. Chests aren't out. They don't look like proud Australian boys. No, they look is, like they look like scared men that realise they're not taking their opportunities against yeah, the All Blacks. They look Blacks. like Joe Root batting. So now, obviously, we all got excited as a nation. Yeah. Because we dared to dream. Well, that's what we're a nation of dreamers. And the reality is. Maybe we will never win the Bledisloe Cup. But I think statistically there will be an anomaly. Think 2014. That's it, right? State of origin. Like, it happens. And it did. Yes. But I think there might... There, 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 will, there will come a time. There has to, statistically speaking. There will but come a time. you could say that statistically it may not be for a billion years. Yeah. There yeah. is that chance. Before the, the earth is eaten by the sun. Maybe. Now... I, I will refuse... To, I refuse to believe that. No, that's a very... That's a dark prospect. But... I mean, it is possible. Now, no one, no one seemed to do anything really good, though. Right? I can't, mate. Look, I can't really remember <laughs> being impressed by anything. <laughs> That's sort of where I'm like, at. Like, I don't. I'm thinking. I'm racking my brain with zero takeaways. I was a little bit intoxicated. I was too. Yeah. Now, surprise, surprise. Yeah. I. Uh, I will tell you this as well. You, you want to clear a room of boys? Go down. 36 nil. 30, 36 nil. Yeah, dude. It was it was everyone around the like 15 the minutes to go, it's like, Fuck this who's game. still watching? Yeah. A, yeah, a couple of hardcore hanger-honorers. Some union fans. Who, who dare to believe yeah. in... In, in uh, statistically almost impossible comebacks. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's what I said. I go, what was the score at halftime? It was like 18 nil or something. Mm. I was like... It was done then. I go, does this side... And I mean, I'm just speaking as honestly as I possibly can... Mm. Does this side strike you as one that is capable of miracles? No. No. No, it doesn't. So. So there it is. Pack them up. Pack them up. Pack we're, her up. Yeah, we're going home. I was. I kind of knew we were in for a tough night when I saw the wet harker because a harker is a harker, but in the wet, it's it's a whole other beast. At Eden Park. At Eden Park, rain pouring down. Oh, uh, it was a ripper. Kapa Opanga. Yeah, the, the the thug one. Yeah, the thug one. Uh, the and special one. We all sort of sat there and went, dude, wet harker. I don't know. I'm not liking the look of this. They looked they looked up and about and ready to go. Don't like a wet harker. Do not, not like a wet harker. If you're an Australian. I believe that there was a bit of drizzle in the World Cup final. Do you all that? But I, but my, if my memory serves me, I think there was a bit of drizzle around. Yeah, I think so. It was in England, so it wouldn't surprise. Mm. You can't bet against a wet hucker. No, you can't. Uh, historically speaking. Now, Reese Hodge still has a cadence problem. He didn't uh, listen. 
I was really expecting a bit more from Reese. With any luck, we'll be able to iron that out in the coming months. Yes. As we look towards Japan. Mm. Well, now- I mean, Reese played a good game the first game. Yep. Again, I mean, you and I, memories a little foggy, but didn't I don't remember Reese doing too much of anything. I believe he became forgettable again in the second. He got found out a couple of times defensively. Yeah. Couldn't keep up. Caden's problem. Caden's issues. Caden's <laughs> issues. Look, we it, very similar issues to last week. Well, but, nothing changed. But got found out. Yeah, yeah. Because of... Because he's not quick. Yeah. Shit, Caden's. Now... <laughs> We do go to Japan, and we now find ourselves in the same pool as Wales, who are now number one in the world. Does that surprise you? It does. Well, firstly, it's a joke because New Zealand just beat us 36-0, and they haven't lost to Wales since the dawn of time. And I don't I'm, – I'm just trying to remember. Like, So New Zealand, I think, lost to Ireland last year. Yeah. They draw to South Africa and lose to us. And everyone knows that the South Africa, South Southern Hemisphere is better. Mm. Why then are they just now punted? You should get extra points. Or you should get more points for beating strong Southern Hemisphere sides. Well, you know what though? Is the Southern Hemisphere stronger now? Every World Cup we are. Yes, but I actually think in the rankings, Ireland, England, Wales would be all above. They would be. New Zealand, uh, sorry, would be above Australia, South Africa, Argentina. But what I'm saying is let's get to the World Cup and see how that stacks up. Well, yeah, they. I mean, those. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Let's just wait and see. I, look, it doesn't make sense that New Zealand aren't world number one. Put it that way. That's weird. And but that's what I'm saying. Off the back of what losses? Not that many. No. The fact that the Welsh are number one is kind of just a bit... Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the the Dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's, It's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need... Uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month. And if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love ya. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe. Nay, the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I will. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. There if you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Bit of a, like a joke, right? Uh, yeah. 
I don't know what what's what is this about? Is this trying to like spark spice up bloody world rugby? Like, I mean, the Welsh have beaten us like once in fifty years as well, haven't they? Do, who do the Welsh beat? I've never seen them really. They win. won the they won the Grand Slam in the Six Nations. Ah, uh, okay, but well, you only, it's one game. Yeah, but they won them all. Yeah, I think. Well, and okay, again, cool. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they won this Grand Slam. Cool, but it just feels a bit funny, doesn't it? It's a bit of a joke, you know. Surely, I mean, Wales really like they've. They've won. They made one semi-final, I think, in World Cup history, or maybe yeah. two. But like, play well, a final, bra, or win a couple. Yeah. You Look, I mean? I mean, this just sort of sets them up for a bad shit at the World Cup. I can't imagine they'll be world number one for very long. But I guess you know it adds to a bit of the bloody intrigue. I'm not that intrigued, but it's sort of like okay. You know what? I'm intrigued for five minutes. I'm more intrigued about how that's possible than I am than about, I'm about them, being them there. actually being there. And that's no disrespect to the Welsh. I'm kind just of think- is. Yeah, well, look, no offense, bruh, but yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I'm more intrigued about how this has happened at an IRB level, and I'm starting to think that you know there's some underhand tactics at work, paper trail stuff. I think paper trail stuff. Now, if they're anything like the English, then which they're, I mean, they're part of the UK, so there you go, there you go. Follow the paper trail, gods of rugby, because. Look, I smell a rat. I smell rat and it's a British rat. All right, punter dribblers. So look, obviously out of respect to the non-manly fans of this podcast, we decided to leave the pro-manly rhetoric just for the back end, but we are entrenched in the top four. Mm -hmm. No team outside the top four has won a grand final Since since the inception of this, well... 19, it was like 90, oh, 1994, 95. 95, the Bulldogs, I think, did it. And yeah, so it's like <laughs> so no, team since the, no team since the NRL era. Got to be top four. Top four key. Top Kate four key. So we're entrenched in the top four now, uh, which means that we'll win the grand final. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. And thank you for to the South Sydney for stepping aside. Well, yeah. And basically- Limping out of the- Well, just limping out of- Everything contention yeah. out of out of potentially out of the eight. Um, look, I don't know if that's actually that's, possible, I mean, but I think it is possible. They're on the same points as us, but I, I think they'll make the finals. Um, but are they going to lose their next three games? They're every chance. Something came. I saw during the week. I think it was. Now Kenty's on a bit of a. Is uh, in on a wild one again. Kenty's a wild man. He's on a wild one. He thinks that the NRL should ban Mad Monday. You know what? It's like, and I mean, Kenty obviously didn't have a Mad Monday because he's not a professional rugby league player, but it's one of those things that frustrates me is like people that aren't going to have it don't want it. You know what I mean? It's like, but like, but think about what he's asking. No, after a season of rugby league with a preseason tacked onto the front of that, which can go for like four months yeah. in rugby league, they're fucking long yeah. preseasons. You're not allowed to let your what you're not out. allowed to sit around and have like and have a couple of beers with your mates. That's essentially what it is. All Mad Monday is is is, is, what, is exactly what I've described. But yeah. they might dress up and they do some silly things. Oh, yeah, but like of course they'll but yeah. they do any they do silly things if you didn't call it Mad Monday and if they didn't yeah, dress exactly, up. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So what exactly are you stopping? Are you honestly expecting them to not be allowed to see each other after the season ends? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Are you trying to tell them that they can't go and hang out after the rugby league season is over, Paul? And share a and share a beer after the an NRL season and preseason where they've got to be like robots. And look, this what is are you a, asking? This is off the back of Sean Lane, former Manly Seagull, uh, sharing a photo mm. of himself with a bag with some white powder. And I love how the media always describe it as a bag with a white substance in it. Yeah. Because obviously we don't know what's in there. No. I, I'm not prepared to say that Sean was snorting, growling, howling and prowling. Although, although looks like he loves a snort, a howl, a growl, a prowl. Looks like he lives for it. And why wouldn't he? He's a young man, prime of his life stuff, good money, good player, end of season. Why can't you have a little bit of an indulgence? Now, it is illegal. Yes. But- I'm not saying I do it, Eddie. I'm not saying that you should do it. But I am kind of saying, like, is it kind of... Is it kind of fucked that the Telegraph get that photo, plaster it all over everything, and then go like, look at this bad example. What's he doing? It's bringing the game into disrepute. It's like, but you guys published the fucking photo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you also probably 
did exactly the same thing at your Christmas drinks. <laughs> yeah, right? Do you like, know what I mean? Like You know people that do it, right? You yeah. know people that do it. And again, was he was Sean silly for sending a photo? Well, like that's what it comes down to. Yes. That's what it comes down to. Just don't film it. Yeah. Like, if you want to ban anything, what I'd be banning is... If phones. Phones. Give them to me. Yeah. Give me your phones. Or you give them, as we said, Nokia 33 oh, Exactly. Give them, Nokia, give, them, give them cameraless phones. Yeah. Go, this is what you get for the next week. As soon as the season finishes, hand them in, boys. Yeah, here Give you us go. your SIM card. There, there's your new phone. Yeah. Fuck off. Seriously, what's wrong with that as a policy, in-club policy? Yeah. Boys, same numbers. Everything's sweet. For the week after, you just can't have your phone. Yeah. So give them in. Yeah. Hand them in. Or, I mean, you yeah, that's it. So you've got a week off to do whatever you want. No, you've got a week, you've got a week with a 3310. That's it. You've got a week with 3310. I think that's fair. That's fair. Just go, you can't be trusted. And if they go, yeah, we can, be like, no, no you, you can't. can't. <laughs> I'll show you why. For these reasons, like so many reasons. Mate, you could almost make an argument that they should get 33 10s for the entire off, off season. season. I was, I, I was going to say. I'm probably lengthening it. I think we might I'm lengthen that until yeah, preseason you get them back. You get them back preseason. Yeah. I think that's fine. Or even the season. The season. Because look, think about the issues you know that what? happen. And if you want to go on like a holiday or something with your missus, document, you know, things like that. You can, you can put in a request to for, have it returned. No, just for a camera. So it's not internet connected. Yeah. You can't go live. You can't Snapchat anything. Yeah. This is just a, 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 a film. Like, We're yeah. giving you a, a little, an old Kodak oh, wind up. <laughs> Or one of those ones where you don't know what the photos look That's like, what and I mean. you have it's to get them developed. You got to wind the but next then, one, but we get them developed for you. We develop the photos and we vet them. Yeah, we. we, we. Uh, sorry, that's a gangbang. That's a gangbang. <laughs> that's lines. That's yeah. bags. Yeah. That's bags. Uh, gangbang. All right, we can't use any of these photos. No, no, no. Okay, so look, have you got? They've any all been confiscated. <laughs> have you got any other photos? No, they're all bags and gangbangs. Well, sounds like you had a real snort, growl, hail on a prowl, and good on you for hey. letting your hair down. Even better is that you didn't get, you yeah. didn't document, well, you didn't, you did document it, but you didn't but get it. But they've been heavily vetted. Yeah, they're not digital. No. That's all, that's the real problem is we don't want digital copies out there because that spreads like wildfire. That multiplies like a virus. Yeah. Viral. Correct. Which is why Sean Lane was on the front of the Telegraph. So we need to get <coughs> some NRL issue wind up Kodak cameras. And 3310s. And 3310s. We just need to get them back to 2000. Problem Solved. All right, Eddie, the podcast this week, my friend, is brought to our good friends from Bareback Biltong. Now, Bareback Biltong is made from grass-fed Aussie beef. Their original and smoked chili flavors are sure to get your taste buds punning and dribbling. Bareback's very first creation, the original collection, provides the right amount of taste to keep you wanting more. The perfect salt blend coupled with Bareback's secret ingredients allows it to be a huge fan favorite. Love huge fan favourites. Not since favourites has there been a bigger fan favourite. That's it. The thing to bring me, you told not to bring a thing. Bareback Biltong. Bareback Biltong. Face appears. Fuck favourites off. Fuck favourites off. We're done to death with favourites. Yeah. This is a needle mover. It is. It is. It's Bareback's the, a needle mover. It's the Nate Diaz of the snack world. Yeah. Yeah. All the Tiger Woods. All the Tiger Woods. You decide. All the Marcus Stoinis. All throbbers. It'll put lead in your pencil. Now, Or in your taco. Now... Keep in mind, punters, dribblers, that this is cold smoked for six hours using the unique bareback method. Now, I've come to expect nothing less, yeah. you know? If my bareback is not cold smoked... Uniquely? Forget about it, okay? Their smoked and chili is the perfect blend of their spiced and smoked collection. Again, needle mover. And the simple oaky flavor heightened by the addition of their secret spices. Needle mover. Provides a truly rare and delicious flavour. That'll get your needle moving. Oh, it's mine's moving now. So it's delivered across Australia. Yep. For all the needles and tacos across this brown land. Yeah. Big, uh, wide and brown. Big, wide and brown. So that's at www.barebackbiltong.com.au. Now get some lead in your needle or in your taco, punters, dribblers, because bareback biltong is moving your needle. It's a needle mover. It's an absolute needle mover. All right, so as you're aware, punters, dribblers, Eddie and uh, Jarch, that's Jack Archdale or Jarchy on Instagram if you want to go Jack and troll Edward. him. Jack Edward. Jack Edward Archdale. So is that his head? What's his handle? So he Jarchy. Can, yeah. Oi, so any punters and dribblers, if you want to just go and troll this guy for dogging the uh, UFC on the weekend, obviously we now realise that Eddie... Was bounced out. Was bounced out of a Sunday. It's uh, J-A-R-C-H-Y... 
I believe so. Dior. Dior that, but if you find him, he's a handsome man without a chin. Um, Literally, his neck goes to his mouth. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a feat of nature. Uh, <laughs> sorry, George. Uh, the UFC. So we're at Beach Road. Now, before we actually get into the... Good crowd? Not as busy as I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be a crowd puller. Well, they apparently for their like... So, so the fights on the weekend, it was... Uh, Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic for the heavyweight title. Nate Diaz, who for the novices will know, uh, he fought Conor McGregor twice a couple of years ago. He was returning, fighting a former champion in Anthony Pettis. And then there was Yoel Romero versus uh, Paolo Costa, who was just like, just it was like... Uh, Paolo Costa couldn't look bigger. No, they were basically, it was like the hot boy. But neither could you. Neither, neither could Yoel. Neither could Yoel. But anyway, it wasn't that big a crowd. You thought it would have, apparently for their like pay-per-view did did all right and uh you know espn and shit oh the pay-per-view did all right yes i think so proving that nate diaz is an absolute beast because apparently that was who the crowd was going wild for like the crowd was screaming his name more than anyone else they were basically saying such was the reaction for nate diaz in the crowd and even like in the hype in the media build-up that it was like it was almost like he was the main event Mate, he is such a thug. The fact he came back and, and like after three years off or whatever it is and won is insane. Like it's it's three years is a long time. A long time. But also to come back against a former champ, all this kind of pressure on you in the sense that like this is you you're only your your biggest he, he's constantly linked to Conor McGregor, right? It's Nate Diaz Connor, right? But Connor's not constantly linked to Nate. It's part of but it's not all. Yeah. And Nate sort of needed this win to start being Nate Diaz the throbber on his own yeah and he is now that and he called out Masvidal afterwards which was, which sick. was sick he like because he's gangster yeah because he respects that, him man yeah. he's yeah, like yeah, you he know because he's been he's, doing it for ages he and said he's, a couple of times in interviews that he like how much he respects him and he's like with only gangsters out here doing it properly yeah. like you know what I mean yeah so I really like that so that fight was good and he's um, talking about he's like he's he's the champion and shit. Yeah, well, he's like, just he's the, 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 the bad the bad motherfucker. The bad belt. motherfucker belt. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Um love that. And he 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 dominated. He dominated he basically he won all three rounds. He kind of gassed a little bit, but it was sick. He just he absolutely came back and killed it. Well he was saying as well that he was tra- he trained for a five a, round a, fight. A three a three round fight instead of five rounds. So he pushed the pace early. That's why he gassed. And gassed a bit. out, yeah, right. Because yeah. he doesn't gas. No. He's uh he's like does triathlon, but he was like oh, I don't really like three round fights. He's like I'm a five fight five round five guy. round guy, which is mental. Yeah. Um, now what was wildly annoying when I was watching the fights uh, at the pub was so like you know if you like if you're watching a game of footy publicly or not, it's like there's something about whether uh, there's something about sport in general, just like your normal sports, cricket, rugby, soccer, whatever, where. The punter and the dribbler feel like you can throw advice out to the TV. Pass it. Get on side. Kick it. Oh, you fucking idiot tackle. Whatever it is. Like just yeah. these things where and I and for me, I'm I'm de- I'm all good with that. But there was this guy standing right like I was sitting down and he was standing right next to my head and he felt the need to yell out jujitsu moves to Nate Diaz the whole fight. Or you go for the body triangle, go for the body triangle. And then Nate would do something either. He'd either sometimes like pick what Nate was going to do or he wouldn't. But then Nate would do something and he'd be like, I told you to go the body triangle, bro. Or like, or get the underhooks. And you're like, dude, everyone gets it. You, you do jujitsu, man. Just can you please shut up? Because no one else here knows, right? No one Most else. Most people don't know jujitsu. Now, if you... It's it's far more complex the art of fighting, and the moves that go around jujitsu, and like uh, the mastery of such a thing. Whereas in sort of a f- sport like footy, you can kind of just go pass the ball, mate. There's a man open next to you. Pass the ball. Pass mm. the ball. Kick it. Make the tackle. It's one on one tackle. Whatever it is, like it's it's easy. They're sort of very like, this is what you do. He's just sitting there. The whole time, but also, who the fuck are you, mate? He's a nobody. He, you're, like, we, what you're telling Nate Diaz what to do? Yeah, a black belt. Yeah, exactly. But. And he had a nose ring. Not that that's it. Not that there's anything wrong with a nose well, ring. But, but but only a guy with a nose bre- nose, nose ring, ring would do would do like. that. Like they go hand in hand. Yes. Like very very rarely would you find someone yelling at the TV jujitsu moves that didn't have, have a, nose a nose ring. And he didn't look like the fittest person. I know that doesn't necessarily mean you're not good at jujitsu, but it's kind of like. You know what, man? Like, get your house in order before you start yelling at Nate Diaz, who is absolutely cut. Thug is all hell. 
Um, a winner. A winner. And a throbber. We'll say this listening to Nate speak over the last week. Yeah, yeah. He's got some serious brain damage. Yeah. He was... Uh, it was almost a subtitle situation. It was getting to a subtitle situation. Yep. I like to hear him... Yeah, it like, was like... It, it was SBS stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was SBS stuff. And I... I don't mean that with any disrespect. No. I like the sound of his voice and the way he Dude, talks. Sorry, cool, it's sick. But sometimes but, I was losing him. And well, I'll be honest. Well, no, but it's not just... It's kind of like you're reminded of how brain damaged this man is. Yeah. And like slurring his speech, like not making any sense or like just sort of... You'll just be like, what? What? Hold on. What was that sentence? And they literally do... They they they, they, they uh, subtitle. Oh, they do? Yeah, they subtitle him. Not all the time, but he's certainly been subtitled before. <laughs> and you're like, there's a party that's like, wow, man, this guy's still getting hit in the head. Yeah, he doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. He loves it, mate. Yeah, he does love it. Absolutely yeah. loves it. I'm excited he's back. Yeah, dude. And that Masvidal fight, if it happens, will be ridiculous. Dana White said he liked it, said he wanted to make it happen. Did uh, talk about it being a Nate's now a needle mover. feel like that's a hello sport phrase. And it's that's absolutely cool. a hello sport phrase. He's, I think he's always been a needle mover. Yes. He, it, was, it was a needle mover the first, when he called out Conor McGregor. Right, but he wasn't. He was. A, he became a needle mover after the first kind of fight. That's the real. Because he was a needle mover, but not this not sort a of a needle. Not mover. a full lead lead pencil. But after the you know. first fight, he was a needle mover. So he's been a needle mover for the last three years. Yes, but only now did Dana admit it. What? I wonder what they were doing to try and get him back. But he said they offered him fights. Uh, but they, the money wasn't right, or they offered him fights with losers. Like he was kind of like, mate, these guys are losers. One of the things he said, which is on our Instagram. Uh, he said, when I when Conor McGregor was doing his thing, I called him out, I got him to fight me, I beat him, and then he's like, I got rubbed in the second fight, whatever. But he was like, I beat the guy, and then I took three years out of the sport, I showed everyone how you do it, and he's like, I was out for three years, essentially one of the biggest names in the sport, a badass. He's like, not one person called me out. He's like, not one person called me out. He's like, if one of you guys talk shit about me, he's like, I couldn't go to the coffee shop and no, and have someone ask you like, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, Eddie, ba- Eddie called you out, get put all this shit on you, disrespected you. Are you not going to fight him?" He's like, "I couldn't live with myself. I would have to come out of retirement and, and fought the guy. No one did anything. Like, what is wrong with these people?" He's like, "That's why I don't just want to come back and fight some loser who's been in the sport for like a couple of years and maybe is on a bit of a run who might yeah. get to the title." He's like, "I've been here." He's like, "I remember when John Jones came into the UFC." He's like, "I've been here for ages." And they go, "What do you think about Colby Covington? Would that be a fight you like?" And he goes, "Who?" And they go, Colby Covington. He goes, well, what weight class is he in? And they're like, he's in your weight class. And he's like, never heard of him, man. <laughs> Which is complete bullshit, but it's like the most alpha thing you could do in the world. Where you're just like, no idea. Sorry, Colby. No idea who, no idea who you're talking about. Yeah. Masvidal, make that hot. Make that fight. Yeah. Dude, Masvidal in the crowd, like, yes, bro. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Two absolute. Lords. Alpha males. lords. Etch gangsters. But etch gangster. Yeah. yeah. But cool. Yeah. Uh, and then Stipe. Knocked out, DC. Well, confirms Recli- confirms that he is the, the greatest. Guy. Yeah, reclaimed heavyweight. The belt. That yeah, is. the greatest heavyweight. Um, but it was one of those ones where DC was essentially winning the whole fight. DC was like, Stepe's face was mashed, mm. and then and Stepe was saying it afterwards. It was like. He saw some fight of DC's back in the day where he thought maybe he was a bit weak in the body. So he's like, in the fourth round, I just ripped him to the body. And you could see it. You're like, Jesus. He just kept going. Just this one sort of left punch to the body and just kept doing it. Kept doing it. You're like, fuck, that looks painful. And then before you know it, it was over. And you're like, damn, dude, that was badass. Body think- shots are ruthless. Yeah. But absolutely just because I know how... Well, I know how soft mine yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know that to be hit as hard as a man can hit... And how painful it would be. And then repetitively, whilst I'm trying to also fight, was just like... Like, the thing is as well, you know, like, if you get knocked out, if I got punched in the head by those guys, I'd be out, probably killed. Yes. But the, the thought of, of of wearing a body shot, like, I'd obviously be on my knees, but I'd be I'd be cognizant, I'd be awake and yeah. cognizant <laughs> yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. you know what I mean? You'd probably want to be dead. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's but what frightens keep me. You alive. Like a kidney shot for yeah. one of those guys. Yeah. And I'll be pissing up blood for three weeks. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Dribble dribbles. Let's do it. Justin Kelly is his name. JK. So here's the dribble dribble for the week. We got a couple here, but this one's really taken our fancy. Oh, yeah. So he's gone. Love the podcast, boys, and miss the interviews you used to pump out. 
They are en route. En route. We have the great sock lined up. Yep. You should get Magilla, the sweet prince on the show. That's Magilla, you idiot. Oh, sorry. I ran into the... Yeah, now I remember it. I ran into the great man working as a sommelier waiter at Aristotle's Greek restaurant in Neutral Bay. He had some good chat, but seemed a bit scat, which could be a result of being outfitted by Shane Keith his entire career. Mm, probably. Probably got a little bit to do with it. Given he has, had, he has some pretty decent stats and credited with the best strike rate of any modern spin bowler, is McGill an alpha or relegated to beta status due to his unfortunate timing of his birth, doomed to be added to the Daniel Kowalski's. Kowalski memorial list for high-achieving beaters? <laughs> Mate, I think this is a fucking wonderful segment. Yes, high-achieving beaters. High-achieving beaters. beaters. Um, look, McGiller. Undoubtedly, McGill is a high-achieving beater. That's he's, exactly what he is. He's a, he's a, he's a very high-achieving beater. His stats, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Dior, better than Warney's when he played with Warney. Yeah. Like, when they played in the same team, his were better. Yeah. Now, he is still a beater, unfortunately, for McGill. Yeah. But I think he knows that. Well, I think that's it eats him up. Yeah, it eats him up, but that's what. But he's he knows he's getting eaten up. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about that. He knows he's getting eaten up. Now, uh, Daniel Kowalski is another good one. Can't remember who he was alphaed by, but I know that he's a swimmer of some degree. Now, we didn't mention this man uh, as a beater brothers last week, but I think he fits, and that's Matty Johns is a high achieving beater because he's absolutely alphaed by Joey. There's nothing you can do. Like, that just is what it is. Oh, Matty Johns is absolutely a high-achieving beater because he's done fucking well. He's done phenomenally well. But he's the beater. He's the beater of the two. So, like, there's well, what can you do there? Um, who else have we got? Who's just been perennially not there? Or there, but not there through, you know. Chris Whitaker, the halfback behind Gregan. Do you remember Chris Whitaker, yes, the Waratahs? Yes, you, yes. I mean, surely you do. I know you're two years younger than me, but that doesn't really um, make a difference. Chris Whitaker, I think, is a huge beater. Now, would you say, and this is a little contentious, but Phil War because of George Smith. They were both alpha as fuck, right? No, Don't get me wrong. I think Phil War is a gun. Phil War is is like one of my favorite rugby union players of all time, but. I think that's tough. Punters and dribblers, just reach out. Let us know what your thoughts are. Is Phil War a high-achieving beater to George Smith? I think that's tough. Hey, that's all right. Um, how do we feel about this one? Now, this one's interesting. Uh, so, Patrick Johnson, ran. he's the only Australian sprinter to break 10 seconds. He ran like a 9.94 or something, but he was nowhere near Shervo and then right. freaked one run and Matt maintains that it was because it was wind-assisted, but it w but for their race, it wasn't and right. he's carried that. Uh, and so like, does he, does he relegate Matt in some way? Well, unfortunately- on, on the Australian sprinting scene? Yeah, look, I can see how he, do how he would, but Shervo- too big a hog. Too big a hog to be. <laughs> yeah. To be. Yeah. He's that's that that tips him over the scale. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. think Shervo's hog has to add at least sort of you know. Well, look, he would have beaten Patrick had had he did not had a huge. We, dip. we touched that last exactly, week. Exactly, we did. But okay. it is, it's one of those things we like. Ooh. But imagine though going, oh yeah, well I broke ten, and you go, you're the only reason that you're quicker than me is because my hog's too fat, and mm. you go, well that actually is intrinsically alphering the fuck out of me. So Brad Hodge. He got like 200 <laughs> in his last test innings and then just wasn't picked again. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, sorry, bruh, but you also were around in a time where the team was just dripping in alphas. Mm. So, I mean, I get why you're upset, but that kind of relegates you. You pay like five, six tests or something. Maybe play like 20. I don't know. But it was like, that's high achieving beta status in my book. Mm. I mean, you could go through any of the spinners between Shane Warne and Nathan Lyon. Bo Casson, Michael Beer, Bryce McGain. Mate, there was so many. And you would they're all forgettable. That's high achieving beta status though, because you've earned a baggy green. But you were like you were just sort of filling time between before Gaz arrived. Yeah. Andy Murray? I know he's done. No, it all, no, 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 but no. Like, he is. He's, he's a, a high achieving he's a beta. beta. He is. It, mate, he reeks beta. Yeah. Dude. He reeks of Absolutely beta. Absolutely stinks of it. No, that's a great one. Yeah. Because 
like you aren't in the top. You're not in the big three. You're not bro. in the big three. And I know they used to call it the big four, but everyone sort of knew it wasn't. Well, no, because then like Stanislav Orenka started winning him, and it was like, okay, no, sorry, it's a big three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, now it doesn't make sense. No, because Orenka's literally won like the same amount as you yeah, now, yeah. so it's now now it's confusing. Yeah, no, no, it's a big three uh, because they've all won like plus ten, and yeah. you've won four, so it's not a thing. No, no, no it's not. You're a, a high achieving beater. Welcome, yeah. welcome, welcome. Great to have you in the uh, in the club. Um, Taj Burrow. Yeah. Got second so many times. Yeah, sorry, Taj. So many times. Again, great surfer, but just... Great bloke. Great bloke, great Australian, but you just couldn't cut through... For a title. Aaron Badley... Yes, yes. Yeah, but he... Yeah. Well, I mean, he's won on the PGA Tour, so, like, you know, he's done it. He's done it. But he's a huge beater. (laughs) He's also really, like, he's, like, massively Christian. Oh really? Yeah, like dripping in it. You know, apparently, I think maybe it's Manus Labushagne is uh, is a super big god botherer. Is that right? Yeah. Anyway, that's a Dior. Um, Yana Pittman. Yana Pittman, Rawlinson Pittman. Uh, yes, because she never won gold for Australia at the Olympics. At the Olympics, well, and the World Championships don't count. Of course, they don't count. And you remember she like got injured a week before and tried to come back, and then she tried her hand at uh, bobsledding in the Winter Olympics. And we all know how that went. Um, oh, our speed skater. Steve Bradley. Steve Bradbury. Steve Bradbury, Steve Bradbury yeah. He's a high-achieving beater. Yeah. He, he, he just tumbled his way to victory. <laughs> he's like, he actually heads this thing up. Yeah, he's he's actually probably... The, he's the figurehead. Yeah, well, he takes the minutes at their meetings. Yeah. He, he <laughs> Bradbury absolutely takes the minutes at the high-achieving beater's fucking summit. <laughs> <laughs> Achieving Peter Summit. <laughs> the Habs. Oh, God. The Habs. Mate, we'd love to attend the Habs. Look, uh, the Habs is hilarious. And... If you can think of anyone Anymore. else who would be at the Habs... That we need to invite to the High Achieving... Or we need to, for, for Bradbury to invite to the yeah. High Achieving Peter Summit, please let us know. Uh, now, just before we go, Eddie, wanted to shout out one more dribbler dribble. Um... So, uh, upon a dribbler, Joe McComb, shout out to Joe. Um, mm. He d- he took it upon himself to get in touch with the wife of uh, the Australian cricket captain, Tim Payne, Bon Payne, Bonnie Payne. First lady. The first lady of Australian cricket. Mm. Beautiful mother to two children. Mm. Uh, a wonderful uh, example for all wags nationwide. Mm. She sets the bar. She sets the bar. She sets the standard by which all other wags sort of can look to and to, to try and emulate. Uh, and she's, again, she's, I would go so far as to say she could be the best, uh, the best head wag we've had. I don't know if that's a big call, but I. From and, a cricket's perspective. Well, from an Australian wag perspective, I'm not sure if there's been a more accomplished, a more a classy wag. I tell you what, um, Skip, Boyd Corden, is, he's wags. He'd given her a real shake. Well, absolutely. But you know what, though? I don't think she's as front and centre enough because... No. Well, look... The, the, Bond the, Payne's locked in. She's the, married with kids. Yeah, and the Australian... Cricketing. The Australian cricketing wag has always been held to a higher... Well, it's the third most important job after the test captain and the Prime, Prime Minister, Minister of Australia. Right. So she's third in line. She's third in line. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and I think she's doing a fantastic job. She's doing job. a wonderful job. Uh because not easy. It's not an easy job. It's a lot of scrutiny that goes on there. And and Bon, she was thrust into it, uh, you know, in in strange circumstances. And as I said, handled it with grace and poise. Yeah. Uh, but Joe thought he wanted to get a message to Tim, and he sort of thought uh, maybe I, I go through Bon. Well, she's the gatekeeper. She's the gatekeeper. All things. He's very busy. He's an Ashes skipper. He was He's got a lot on his plate. Yeah. He wouldn't be checking his inboxes. No. So Joe sent this. Good to angle. Bon. It was a nice thought, right? It was smart. Chestnut checkers. Hi, Bon. Hope you and the kids are well over in England. Just wanted to point something out and get your views on it. I couldn't help but notice that the British batsmen, Denley in particular, are facing quick bowlers well outside their crease. I was thinking maybe Tim could sneakily take off his throwing hand glove before the ball is bowled and then take it in, take the ball in his other hand, one-handed, grab the ball with the uh, glove-throwing hand, and then peg it at the stumps to catch the batsman out of his crease. Even though there are arguments it's a man-cad type move, it would all happen after the ball leaves the bowler's hand, so as far as I'm concerned, it just it's just clever keeping. The same way a stumping would be. Anyway, something to think about and possibly to pass on to Tim. All the best, Joe. 
class. It's real class from Joe. That's class from Joe. Look, doing his bit for the nation. Yeah. No, it's not a man cad. It's not a man cad. Uh, would have happily seen him do it. Stay in your crease. Stay in your crease if you don't want to get uh, stumped. Stumped. So shout out to Joe. Maybe a little cheeky. Uh, if the gloves off, is it run out? Yes. Instead of stumped? Yes. Oh, it's not a stumping. It's yeah. a run out. Yeah. Because it's also when you're keeping to a fast bowler, you're standing far too far back. That's correct. Stumps. Unless. Unless you're a freak. It's been a hell of a show. It's been a hell of a show. Energy levels. Sapping. Draining. Yeah. Still up, but... But going. Running out of battery power. Uh, so, I think that's all. Um, got some good feedback on people saying they'd like to come to the live show if we are to do one. We've got good feedback. Good feedback. Need a little more. Love some more. Yeah. Keep them coming. Uh, and also, hopefully, we see this Violet Crumbles jersey soon uh, because, you know... I intend to wear it. I intend to wear it for a full podcast. Now... At Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram, like, subscribe, five stars, as the god of summer cricket has done. That's about it, really. Shout out to uh, Kurtley Bill, who I'm sure is going to be reaching out any moment now. Uh, Socks coming on soon. Love to get you, Kurtley. Love you, Kurtley. Love you to reach out before you jump on that plane to Japan. Love to. It's up to you. It's up to you, bro. Uh, but that's it. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 